Alrighty, it is that time again. You are back with Sentinel Sideline 365. As always, I am KB. And to my right or left, I can't determine which way you're going to be looking on people's screens. Uh, with me is the old man, aka Bruce, who looks like uh, he's got that uh, evil smile on his face. I don't know what we're going to be discussing tonight. Oh, we do. We have an outline, but uh, I don't know what he's going to be saying, which uh, scares me a little bit. Uh, but as always, uh, if you like what we do, uh, we appreciate you coming by. Every thumbs up on this video uh, is appreciated. Leave your comments. We love, uh, you know, big thing about our show is we want your comments. We want your questions. So as we're going through tonight's conversation, please be sure uh, to leave your comments and we'll get to those as we can. Uh, and if you have those, you can be sure to email us at sideline at gmail. It's pretty easy, sideline at gmail.com. We check that inbox uh, regularly. So if you have comments for the team, you can go there. As well as on Twitter, you can follow us at SeminolesSL365. That's SeminolesSL365 on Twitter. And the old man is very active on Twitter. So if you want to get in arguments with him, if you want to send him a DM, if you want to, like I said, you can get in a lot of arguments with him if you'd like to. He He's on there a lot. He's got a lot of free time on his hands. So get on Twitter, interact with him, and uh, sometimes I have to delete, delete some of his tweets because uh, they're inappropriate. But yeah, uh, so be sure to follow, follow us, and you can get some conversations with him. It'll, it'll be interesting. But uh, old man, how, how's it going? How's how's the week been going? Well, I need to I need to ask you. I mean, you were you were quite depressed, uh, as many of our. Uh, record-setting viewership showed on uh, Saturday night. I mean, that was a late show. That, that was a tough one. I didn't think you were going to make it through. I didn't think – I thought you weren't going to do the show, KB. I, I, I really – you're still like, drinking. You're still Well, that's, that's the thing. I don't drink during the games anymore, and I think that's why I get so angry. Like, I'm not, like, chilled out. You were, I, you were a hot mess. I mean, you were, like, didn't want to do the show. But oh, you're I a professional. I, I KB, didn't you're want to a do professional. I, I really didn't want to do this show that night. And I think a lot of people were looking for a place to uh, vet I, their frustrations right. or listen to other people vet their frustrations. And I think we did that. We, you know, I, like I said, I thought, I felt that that was a waste of three and a half hours the way that game ended. Yeah. Well, you know, you asked me how I'm doing. I'm doing, well. I'm doing, I'm doing good, actually. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm doing good. Uh, uh, I'm glad you're doing well. You seem up spirited because we got another big game. I mean, they don't go away, but it was a tough loss on Saturday night. I know we're going to get into that and wrap that up a little bit here. Put the put it in the garbage, you know. Yeah. Uh, that that was a tough loss. That that was a game that we 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 could have won. I mean, that's a game we should have should won. Have won. Should we have we won. we gave the game. I hate to always, I don't like that theme, gave the game away, gave the game back. Uh, but we, because another team beats you, they beat you any way they can beat you. And and in this case, as we get into it, we might as well get into it, right? We're, we're jumping into it now, right? Yeah. yeah. You want to jump into it now? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I, I'm like, I don't like to look back too often, you know, uh, at the games uh, because I like to move on, have a clean slate. I've well, already started. Would, Sorry, will you will you, will you admit that we? Well, I'll I'll say it. We both picked Florida State to lose the game. I mean, yeah. we oh, yeah. we, we picked pre- them to lose the game, but yeah. not in the way they did. Now let me let me clarify that. And I said this Saturday night. It, 
we want Florida State to win. Yeah. We, 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 we're, we're Seminoles true to the heart, okay? True to the heart. Yeah. Let's make sure that's clear. But in our analysis, which that's the product we tend to put out from a fan perspective, I, I, they cleared the points. They covered the points. You know that, right? They covered the points. Yeah, I could care less. Not that that matters. We're not into that. But not that it matters. But uh, it was how they lost, I think, that was very disturbing. So we're not proud of, of picking that. Uh, but that's what we do. But I, I think it's the thing is that we predicted, yeah, we, we picked a Florida State loss in that game. But I, I don't think it's the way we lost. It is that we, we didn't predict the way we lost. Um, I like I didn't see it that way. Um, I thought we would lose because you know our defense would be the ones that couldn't put it together, um, and it was kind of it was directly the opposite. We we tend we contained NC State's offense. We knocked the quarterback out of the game, and but it was just our offense could never really get it going for four quarters. We had one quarter that looked brilliant, and then for three other quarters, just could not become in sync. Bad turnovers. Uh, you know, ineffective running game, not consistent, not be able to possess the ball for longer than two or three minutes at a time, putting our, our defense in terrible field position where, you know, they're starting on their own 40 and, and able to drive the ball. We're lucky, you know, that they didn't put more points of the board on us. Um, if not for not getting the quarterback, it, it could have gotten worse potentially. But I think, like you said, like we predicted a loss, but it's, we didn't lose the way that I don't think either of us expected to. Like, that's the thing, because right. we actually had a chance. We played better than I expected for uh, defensively, but our offense didn't show up. To, so uh, what, what, that game. what would be your five takeaways from this game, you know, that, that, that you take away from this game that has to be kind of cleaned up moving forward? Because we got another half of the season to go here. Um, yeah, I mean, my first one, do you want me to just throw out my five or do you yeah, go, go, go back? Yeah, yeah, no, you can go. Yeah. Go for your five. Go for uh, your I, five. My first one would be, uh, run blocking is becoming an issue. I think that that's the one of the biggest takeaway over the past two weeks, Florida state has not been able to effectively establish a run game to what we saw earlier in the season. And you could say, well, you know, the, the, there's been a rise in competition, which is absolutely true. The, the competition level has gone up a notch. There's no denying that. But I think over the past couple of weeks, it seems like, specifically in run blocking, Florida State has not been able to effectively set up holes. You know, it's not consistent. It's not consistent. I, I think it's the better word. You know, we are breaking off. Florida State is this big play offense right now, right? They rank, I think, first or second in big plays of 20 plus or more yards. But we're not able to consistently in the last couple of weeks run the ball to get the first out, run the ball to get first and five, first and four. It's it's these we're having to churn out two, three yards. Or it was Treshawn Wards who sadly, you know, it looks like had to have surgery, but he's having he would have to break two or three tackles. Trey Benson had to break two or three tackles. So Philly had to break two or three tackles. We we wouldn't we aren't able to effectively run the ball up the middle or even or even on the outside in these uh, counter plays or toss plays. It's, it's been a struggle. It's been a grind to get a couple of yards in the last against Wake Forest and NC State. Um, and I think that's really been hurting the sink of this offense because against LSU, against Boston College, against, you know, okay teams, not, not great teams, but you were able to establish a well-balanced offensive attack where you could chunk off four or five yards per rush uh, consistently, not just on big plays, which would then set up your, your passing game. And we have not seen that. So I, I run blocking, the inconsistent run blocking has been 
has been one big takeaway for me. Uh, the second one, and I'll let you add to the second one for me is I've seen a regression in Jordan Travis over the past two weeks, especially last week. I think once again, I think that regression is he's not trusting his offensive line. Maybe he did as much in the earlier in the season, you know, injuries, rotating guys in and out on that line have maybe affected his decision-making where he feels like he has to press a little bit much. Uh, and, and some of that is too, I, feel, I think he's maybe feeling he has to press because, you know, they get down, you know, even in these close games. And I think he puts a lot of pressure on himself to, you know, to be the leader on this team, to, to will the offense to work. And when you're not able to run the ball effectively, when you're down late in games, I think we're starting to see a little bit of a glimpse of the old Travis where he's pressing. And, and you saw in the first interception when he threw into triple coverage, two receivers in the same zone. And even the defender looks surprised that he got the ball, like intercepted the ball because you didn't expect the ball to go there. Um, and, and you saw the frustration. And on, on the last play on the on the 20 yard line, you know, going into drive, he forced that ball. I don't care what the play call is there. You have to have that thought process in your head of, I have to take care of the ball. So is this the best, even if it's, that's a play drawn up, is this, is me throwing the ball here going to put my team at risk to lose this game versus me just taking off for five yards or me just throwing the way or, or throwing it underneath, right? Because there's multiple routes on that play call. So I, I think there's been a little bit of regression in what we saw earlier in the season with Jordan. I don't know. Like I said, is it him trying to press too much and trying to will this offense to, to get back in the sink when the run game isn't balancing out the pass game? Um, or, it, it, you know, where we just bind a little bit too much into the Jordan Travis is a pure passing height because we saw a lot more of him running the ball uh, last week, which we said he had to do to be successful for this offense, which I do believe is a dynamic part of this offense is his running ability, but maybe that that led into some of that regression, and and he wasn't as focused on on reading the field as, as he was previously. So those yeah, are me, those are two of my takeaways. Yeah, let me let me comment on those two before we move on through the next three. Uh, but uh, uh, I, my, my, one of my top takeaways was the offensive struggles. Now they had 15 minutes, at least 15 minutes a minimum 15 minutes in Wake Forest game the week before and 15 minutes of football uh, in the NC State game. Uh, I, I'm sorry, almost, uh, you know, probably 15 to 30 minutes in each game, really, you know, uh, each a half. Let's call it a half, a half in each game, which led to the defeats of each of those games yeah. where there was no offense in one half of each of those games. And in this particular game, the NC State game, that occurred in the second half. And, you know, I, I, I like some numbers. I don't put everything on numbers. But in the, sec in, the, in the first half of the NC State game, Florida State had seven possessions, punted three times, but had two touchdowns and a field goal for their 17 points, which was it in the game. Yeah, they only scored in one quarter. They, and, they got shut out right. in three other quarters. And, and and after that, in the second half, in the second half, they had six possessions of the football and four punts and two interceptions. That was the game. Yeah. And the last one ended the game. So you can see the differences in those two halves there of, of what happened with the ball. It was almost like they flipped the script. NC State couldn't do anything in the first half. And then in the second half, they came alive. 
but it's they not, want yeah. it with their field goal kickers, really yeah. who they want it with. That guy is the number one, and st- he was last week and still this week, Dunn, Matthew Dunn. I think it's Matthew Dunn. He's still the number one kicker in the country. Yeah, so nine th- points. But this is yeah. this is one of the things we points. have this is one of the things we'll talk about, or I at least will talk about and have been talking about for weeks now, is about field goal kicking. Uh that's one of the things that I see as one of my takeaways is you could tell that even though Ryan Fitzgerald had a great night for himself on kickoffs and one good field goal, I think it was 37, 38 yard, uh, you know, he was successful on and everybody was congratulating. It was a great momentum going into the end of the ha- first half that, that still you could tell Mike is. No, it was a 47 yard. It was a, it was a, Good, good. Are you sure? Like the, yeah, it was a was 47, 47? Kick Okay, before the half. It was a good kick. It, that's right. It was. That's right. I said if he misses it, it it's not going to. It's a long yeah, kick. Yeah. And and he hit it. And I think he was more relaxed because he probably thought, well, if I don't miss this, it's not a big deal. But he made it. It was a. It was a big deal. And but here's the difference: a number one kicker rated in the country won the damn game for NC state where our coach is hesitant to put him in certain situations. And that came out at practice this week after practice in one of the post-game pressers. And I want to, I want to do this. I want to salute the beat reporters a little bit for here's a salute guys for asking a little bit tougher, little bit more relevant questions to coach Norvell. Okay. And one of them was about kicking, but coach Norvell said, he is my guy. I have total confidence in him, but I don't see that total, but he did say this in a rambling, what do we call that verbal judo answer? No, that's not. No. Okay. Well, rambling answer, verbal vomit, that, that he would strategically use him which tells you that's fine. If you think the guy's only good inside the 35 or 30, then say that that's okay. But, but strategy wise, strategy wise, he said he'll use him according to the situation. And, and he kind of rambled around on that a little bit, but right now, Ryan is rated number 95 in the country. He's five for 10, five for 10. It's a flip of a coin at this point. So, but congratulations to him for a good kick. Which, which, if we could have gotten down there, which gets us to the final play, you know, the final series, could he have kicked it through and won the damn game? We never got that far because I think Coach Norvell was thinking, I don't want to put everything on his foot, even this close. Well, that's absolutely if if you're NC State in that situation, you're 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 running the ball three times and kicking the field goal to win the game. Like it, that's that's a total opposite situation. Exactly. If they're uh, if they're us. They're running the ball three times, see what you get, and they're kicking the ball to win the game. Yeah, like that, that, that exactly. is absolutely affecting the play calling. You're yeah. not throwing a fade to a six foot, the smallest receiver on your team in, in, uh, on the opposite side of the field. That doesn't ever cross your playbook if you're NC State. And it's the same play we ran before in the game. Exactly. You went back to the well twice and it burned you. Like it, it, it's yeah. this, this the so, special teams is so, absolutely affecting the play. So one of the, yeah, the special teams, the field goal and con- is conditioning the different strategy that the coach has to use now. And at some point it's hard to believe that, that uh, we'll have to go, we'll go through the whole season where it won't come down to a kicking situation. It'll be unbelievable. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, no, um, we're gonna we're gonna go we're going through our uh, NC State recap right now, and then we'll jump into predictions for Clemson. So uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll go into what we see there. Um, Jody Potter comments in. Did you see the players Jordan Travis Rifle Shield met with the media yeah. after Wednesday's practice? Yeah, I mean, you can take what you want from those interviews. That's pretty much you don't what get it much. is. But um, you don't get much. Yeah, you you, you know you get these kind of. I, we watch from. all those. We don't get. I, you do. You know, I, I, I I can't stand those. Yeah, things. I do. It's, it's, it's you don't get much out of them. It's just, you don't get, yeah, you it's don't just get like much. practice reports. What are they going to say? Okay. Kids suck this. Like practice reports don't tell you anything because a guy can suck in practice and still be starting. And it's a guy can catch hardy ball in practice yeah, they, and then he drops five balls. Yeah. And that and that goes on to my next point is that we we saw another regression from our receivers this week. I don't know how many drop balls we had this week uh, or last week against NC State. We had five, five, five drop uh, balls. One that I see is being reported, and that's what I counted, five balls. And I would probably think that's probably a season high in a game. And Johnny uh, Wilson ball. did not have a good night. And he looked like the Johnny Wilson at Arizona State, or or maybe why they, they pronounce him as a more raw product, is because of some of those drop passes. A well, couple you of those, said you, this. Could, couple yeah, of those you, you could say are on yeah. the quarterback or a little bit low. I mean – if a guy's six seven, you're throwing it at his legs and his shoelaces for some of those slants. It's because they do line him up in the slot at times, right? And but, so, you know, Jordan on those were a little bit inaccurate. Some of those balls he's got to definitely catch. Malik dropped the pass. Uh, you know, uh, it seemed like everybody dropped the pass. Atar, uh, uh, you know, Pookie dropped the pass too. Trey dropped it. You know, there was a everyone dropped the pass. It seemed like tonight or, or that night. And if you say five, I, I'd say there's probably a season high. But that's something we were so used to seeing last season and the season before is inconsistency, things that kill the momentum of the offense. Easy pitching catches that would draw, you know, six, seven, eight, ten yards that would move the chains. And like I said, if the ground game's not going, you're only getting one or two yards on that, and you come back, you throw something across the middle, and he drops that ball, it just kills the offense. If you if it's if you can't get five, six yards on these plays consistently, you're just killing yourself. It, it, you're not going to win these tough games. You have to be fundamentally sound. And that's what it was so great to see in the LSU game. You know, LSU is a decent team. They have good talent. But Florida State cut every ball that was thrown their way. That was the most impressive thing about the game, especially the first game of the season. It, it was like it was like they had sticky on their hands because every tough contest catch, whether, whether it was tough or not, they, they caught the ball. They moved the chains. The chains kept moving forward. And that was the big thing. That's what we saw in Duquesne. That's what we saw against Boston College. That Those are things that we consistently saw. And then against Wake Forest, some of these drops started to, uh, started to happen. And then last week, they really started to happen. So I'm hoping, once again, these are things you can clean up. You know, clean up to a certain degree. Some players have that trait to them where they have dropsy issues. Some some players are get better and they and they. Forget it. I don't know if it's a thing you can cure week to week, but we've seen this team operate at a high level from the receiver group that we are impressed. We're like, okay, Dugans is doing his job. He's developing these guys finally. But I, you you have to clean it up. That is one thing that you could try to control along with, once again, the penalties, which is my next takeaway. Penalties have to be cleaned up. You are not going to win with having every single week 100-plus yards of, of penalties. I'm surprised, once again, you were even close to this it being in this game with over 110 yards of, of penalty yardage. You almost had more penalty yardage than me, you had offense in the second yeah, half. Yeah, let me add to your point on penalties. Right now we're ranked 104th. And once again. 104th at uh, .76 compared to Clemson is at 57. Yeah, and once again, this is what we expect from like the the – the floor state teams that would give you nightmares at night, the holding penalties, the procedural They'll penalties kill, when you're yes. when you're on first and 20 or first and 25. And it's like, how the hell are we going to get out of this hole? That is 
those are the things that where you would just it would be the third quarter you turn off the tv because you're down 35 points because there's no way you are always putting your offense in these holes and you can't expect an offense to get 25 yards in three downs it it, your your team is not that good the gibbons penalty was a killer oh yeah And, 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 and norvell admits to that he he called that out. He didn't call Gibbons. He doesn't call anybody by name unless he's saying something good about him. But it was a shame. Dylan Gibbons, it was a shame. You know, I I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to get to the next level and clean Play out a whistle. guy, yeah. which, which I'm for, which Play I'm for. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, and I always preach that, stay with your block, stay with your block, stay with your block till you hear the whistle. Sometimes you don't hear the whistle. He got called and, you know, looked like a legitimate call, whatever. You know, I don't think it was that bad, to be honest, to be called. However, it was. And it went from like third and six or third and two to like third and yeah. 20. Third 20, and two to third and 17. Third and 18. Yeah, something because like they, that. it was going to be a two-yard. Two it was going to be third and two, I believe. And, then went and to it took us yards. out of field goal, if much less, getting a field goal. I mean, getting a first down. Yeah, I mean, it was going to be, yeah. It, it could have. It, it, it was a critical, a critical call in the game, a critical play in the game, and that was that that was a very tough call. Well, the you saw that call, frustration just to stay on that. You saw a couple of those frustration plays. You saw that one that may have been frustration just boiling over, and then you saw Micah Pittman's when the the on the turnover where he could see that play far off into the sidelines, and you got flagged for that. That ended up not really costing you. Luckily, even though they were in positive. Uh, uh, they were on the positive side of the field with us. But that was another frustration play where you see Dugan's like looking at Micah, like, what what the hell are you doing, man? Like the play is over. Stop trying to break And we the haven't had those like, the whole season. We haven't saying. had these type of frustration plays. I'm not sure Gibbons was a frustration play. It just looked like he was continuing the block. Now, the other one was the sack on the quarterback that takes Leary out of the game. First of all, Wait. I don't, uh, you know, I didn't really research how Leary's doing at this point. I hope he's doing well. Hope he gets back on the field as soon as possible. It wasn't meant. He wasn't being targeted to being taken out of the game. However, I thought I thought the sack and the tackle was a clean play. I thought it was a clean play. And I would teach guys to do that again. The ball was up in the air. He was up, you know, in the air. Who was that, Farmer or Peyton? I thought it was, uh, I thought it was Farmer. Okay, Farmer. They say, I thought it was Peyton. But uh, he went up and he took, he was trying to get to the arms of the quarterback and he did. And he put the guy down. I don't think, it wasn't a late hit. It wasn't really targeting. I thought that was a very questionable call. And it, you know, it took, now, it took the quarterback out of the game, which at that point I said, oh man, is that an advantage? Not to try to deliberately hurt anybody, but it definitely swung the odds our way or should have swung the odds our way at that point. And that's a whole different discussion. I don't think we need to have in rehash uh, unless you got some specific on that. No, I, I think the only thing with that, it, I honestly, I thought it was going to swing the game a little bit because Devin's that point, I mean, they had scored one touchdown through three, three and a half quarter, three and a half quarters almost. Um, he was playing terribly for the most part. I mean, he had that one touchdown, like I said, that that one drive. But for the most part, he was playing pretty awful. Like, he was not accurate for the most part. Well, we'll give credit really to our defense. We'll yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Defense our defense played well. Had done pretty well. But Devin is not a mobile quarterback. 
you bring the guy in from, I think it was from Georgia Southern, you know, but the guy, the guy ran for was Charleston able, Southern. Yeah, Charleston Southern. Guy, you know, obviously wasn't comfortable passing in that game. No. But he ran for how many first downs? And, you know, he was able he was able to break the pocket, which obviously Florida State hadn't game planned for. So he was able to break out that pocket. Yeah, but why can't you just put a spy on him, put Kevin Deloach uh, on him like we did on uh, like the I other said, running quarterbacks? We faced other running quarterbacks. Like I said, it didn't break you. That wasn't the part that beat you because they were obviously they, – they got some good third down stops in the red zone and that kept it on that one play where he – it was obviously a QB run. He broke it out and they – I think Bethune or, or someone got him on the edge. They they obviously were able to keep him out of the end zone, which is great. So I was surprised. I was I was happy to see that that a mobile quarterback came on. They were able to still shut it down. But um, yeah, I, I think. Like well, you we've said, had plenty of practice against a mobile quarterback, so I, I can't. That doesn't say, mean you can. That doesn't mean you can defend it, though. That that literally doesn't mean you can defend it. Yeah, but it's not like you haven't seen it before. Uh, I, okay, what's your point? I, I don't. We, 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 my point is, we saw it in the. LSU but it's not a wrinkle game. you prepared all week for. It's not a wrinkle you prepared all week. Come for. on. So they install it. It's not that big a deal. Okay. It's not that big a deal. They, I mean, you, why do you those think are the, those are plans? those are why what you, you call the adjustments that they have to make during the game. That's yeah. Adam Fuller's job to make those adjustments. All of a sudden, you put your spy in there again, and this is how we run the spy defense. Come on, I, 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 that's not really how it works. I know they didn't expect that. I know they didn't expect that to happen. But it's not like we haven't played some really good running quarterbacks with uh, you know with LSU and and Louisville. Yeah. So yeah. that's all. Yeah. That's my point on that. Now, the last one I have on my list of the takeaways, and we're, we're kind of covering them as we go here. The last big one I, I have, well, I have two actually. One is the trenches. You've already kind of mentioned this, so I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm a little concerned about the offensive line. I think it's been hyped a little bit. I think it's an average offensive line at this point. And yes, this goes into my final point, which is injuries both for the offensive line and the defensive line. I don't think Fabian Lovett's going to, if he's, I don't think he's going to play in this game. Some, some rumors are he could, but if he does, he's not going to be a game ready play. He's going to be on a count, a snap count. If most, maybe, I don't know, 20, 25 snaps, maybe he's not going to be in in game shape. Uh, and we have we've we've got these massive injuries on the trench lines, and that is going or could possibly show up now. Rushing wise, Clemson is fifty fourth, fifty fourth in the country right now. They're getting about four point six one yards a carry, and believe it or not, we're ranked twenty fifth in rushing still at five point five seven. Even though our rushing yardage over the last few games hasn't been outstanding. Uh, but we're still ranked 25th in rushing. Yeah, so that, you know, Clemson's only giving up 60 yard, 64 yards per per game in rushing. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, they're going to be tough, and they get uh, Brazier back. Yeah, let's they focus on Brazier NC State. Back. Let's focus on okay. NC State right. before we move. Okay. Forward. So, what, what are your two points? Well, you, well, my you? points are the only reason I brought that up is about the problems with the injuries and how it's affecting the. I think the trench monsters in the line, both lines, offense and defense. That's where the injuries are really showing up. Okay. Yes, we're going to, Treshawn Ward's probably not going to play, but I think we have enough people in the backfield. We get Ja'Kai Douglas back. He can help out in the backfield. Does he confirm that? Yeah. He's 100% ready to go. 100% ready to go. Now, is he game ready to go? 
I would I I could see them using him to catch passes out of the backfield. I think he's key at doing that. How many passes have we really seen come out of the backfield at this point? Not that many. Not Kyle. that many. Yeah. Except yeah. when that guy could make a difference there. He yeah. is a game breaker guy. Okay. But he can also run the football. He's yeah. been declared 100% ready to go. I don't think he's going to get all the snaps. It's going to be Toafili and it's going to be Trey Benson. This could be Trey Benson's breakout. This again, this could be <laughs> where he comes back, you know, and has a good game. We need them to have a good game to keep possession. Yeah. So, uh, but the lines, the defensive line is going to have to hold up. Uh, Clemson is going to, is a monster. And they have a monster. Oh, I don't want to get into that yet. They're yeah. Ahead of the game. To close out my last two points, I, I think yeah. my last two points are defensive line. To your point, I, I agree. I think it's it's dangerously thin right now. You're having to play a lot of young guys, which is concerning to me. Dennis they, Briggs has moved inside. It looks like. Yeah, they, they've held up against NC State uh, pretty pretty well. Wake Forest, okay. You know, you got Gash pretty hard against Wake Forest up the middle. Looked better last week, but it's dangerously thin right now. Like you're, you're at, you know, I don't like to blame injuries, but that, that group is gutted. You're playing guys soon, a lot more reps than you would want to, uh, who are young. So that, that is going to, that's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you this week. It's going to hurt you in the weeks to come, unless you can start getting Fabian Lovett, you know, Cooper guys back. I think Cooper's back. Uh, Once again, I I, uh, he he got t- taken out, so I don't know if he's 100. But it's just oh, 100. Can they play their full strength reps? Yeah. Or are you going to have to piecemeal them with freshmen and stuff like that? Um, and, and same with Verse. Is he, you know, he kind of got banged up last week. All week. He's been so, in practice all but are week. But is he still on the snap count? That's the thing. How many of these guys are on snap uh, count? Yeah, I, I don't think that's so. The issue. I think, yeah, so I, I think, think he'll play a lot more. So are they back? Are we healthy? Still a concern for me to be able to get pressure. You have to be able to get pressure on these quality quarterbacks. You cannot let them just sit back there or break contain on you. Because I think once again, DJ is has the ability to break break the pocket and run for 100 plus yards in a game like this. Um, uh, and last week you weren't facing that. So having young guys scare me. So hopefully we can get some of these uh, these injured guys back. Uh, and then the last thing for me, you brought it up again: special teams. Special teams is affecting our play calling. Uh, I think Jody in the chat brought up what Ryan said during the the press conference, which is interesting. Uh, when he was asked in media and during the media uh, this week, uh, what changed during the forty seven yarder, he said, "Yeah, so when I talked to you uh, talked to you in the fall, I told you about how we switched the two step. He gave it nine months. Uh, I put my all into that. At the end of the day, it didn't work out as I hoped. So I went back to the three step approach that I used last season. So I've got that down, and it's feeling uh, I'm feeling really confident with that. So it sounds like man, that's interesting." that he's gone back to a three-step uh, approach to his kicks and he hit that 47-yarder. Now, uh, you know, we know confidence is everything when you're a kicker. You, it's A lot of it's mental. A lot of these guys can kick the ball, six, you know, 55, 60 yards. Well, he kicks it into the end zone on kickoffs. It's just he's got really, the leg. It's, it's like golfing. It's the mental part of the game. You know, can you do it consistently? <laughs> do you follow your motion, stuff like that? So yep. it's interesting to know that he switched yep. his motion up and then his 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 – Game went to shit. So he's going back to what he knew, what he was taught, and you kick it 47 yard. Now is it going to be perfect for the rest of the year? No, likely not. But it's good to see that he went back, he worked on things, went back to what he's known. 
Um, and, and we'll see if it works out. So, it's, and it's one for one right now. So, uh, great, Jody. Thanks for putting that in the chat. So, special teams, like I said, on him, we need, you know, we need the kick returns, no turners yet on that side of things, which is great to see. Love to see another kick return touchdown. We all like to see that, but I think it's really on, uh, on the kicking game. If we can get that back to being above a hundred rank, so if we can start hitting kicks consistently, I think it's going to affect because we'll talk about this, but our red zone efficiency is terrible right now. And that's a result of our kicking game. So the special teams and red zone efficiency is what's killing us right now. And that, that can lead into our clubs and talks. So that those are my key takeaways there. Okay. Good enough. Yep. So yeah. So Clemson's coming up this week. Um, that's our focus. That, that That's the big talk right now. Um, I think, like I said, this is going to be an extremely t- tough test at home, just like the last two weeks have been uh, against NC State and Wake Forest. It doesn't get any easier this weekend. In my opinion, this is probably – I wouldn't say this is, you know, one of your classic Clemson teams in terms of, you know, they're they're beatable. You can win this game, but they still have five-star talent across the board, right? This is a team that you cannot slip up against. You cannot commit dumb penalties. You cannot – You'll put yourselves first in 20 or so second in 20s. You have to be firing on all cylinders and try to win every phase of the game, offense, defense, and special teams in order to pull up what is it's going to be a top five team, an upset um, at home. So I really think, like I said, you had a chance last week to win the game based on your defense. Your defense is going to have to step up big this time because uh, for Clemson, they are a team unlike Florida State who finishes drives. This is a team that has killer instinct when they get into the red zone. They are scoring, I believe, uh, on 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 uh, in their. I think the red zone efficiency uh, on is very high. It's like eighty percent, ninety percent inside the forty. Yeah, when they're goal to go, I think David Hale reported uh, on one of his tweets. They're like ninety yes. percent on goal to go. Yes, 90, inside 90%. the four. Yeah, to goal to okay. go, which is go to go. But inside the forty, they're like in eighty percent of of getting points. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Uh, the other. Yeah. Ninety ninety point seven percent of drives that across the opponent's yes. forty, they yeah. score. Whether it's field goal or and touchdown. they've got a decent they've got a decent field goal kicker too. He's ranked uh, number forty in the country right now. He's got eleven of thirteen. He's a senior. He's been around. His name is B T Potter. Okay, I don't I don't want to talk about kickers. We can talk about kickers, but we well, got to talk about kickers I know. because let, they can win the damn point. game. You let, just let, got let, beat by you just got beat by me, NC State okay. by a kicker. The guy had the guy had twelve points. But let me finish my point. If they if they get into if they start their own forty or our forty like NC State did multiple times, right. they're going to score touchdowns. They're not going to score field goals on us. They are going to score right. touchdowns. They have a more competent offense than NC State does. They have a better running back. Than but NC they're not State afraid does. to use their kicker no. if they need to use. But it. they're a more high powered offense than NC State. I understand is. that. That's I what I'm saying. No, if if you give them the chances you gave NC State, they're going to cash them in. That is my point. That's you right. cannot give them the same opportunities That's you give right. NC State because they will. They will put it in the end zone. They, right. they have shown and proven that time and time again. So that's what scares me. And on the flip side, with our red zone, we were, I think we were a top 20 team in the red zone last season in terms of red zone scoring. And this this season, it's totally reversed. We were out of the, I believe, the top 100 in terms of red zone scoring. We cannot find a way to, to get the ball. Uh, well, some of that's because we're afraid to kick the field goals, too. Because that because we've been missing on fourth downs. I mean, you you're you're if you're lucky to get fifty percent of fourth down tries. Absolutely, and, and, yeah, it's definitely affecting. Like like we saw last week, it affects your play calling, affects what you do. You don't feel confident. I mean, 
the missed kicks early in the season, and then you're passing, you're fading the ball to your uh, smallest receiver on the field, and and obviously scoring scoring situations that you need to get. Yeah, the ball if in you're and, on your thirty yard line, and if you're on the opponent's thirty yard line, and it's third and I mean fourth and uh, two, fourth and three, they're they're having to go for it now because they don't have the confidence. I don't care what Coach Norvell says in the press conferences, and he he's been pushed a little bit in a way to but it's he, he's saying i'm with this kid but he's not that's not showing up in 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 the games okay that's not showing up yeah um but yeah i mean they were i think fs fsc ranks 111th in red zone uh in red zone scoring yeah. this, uh, red zone yeah. efficiency which yeah. they were 15th last year so yeah. like you said that comes down to special teams that also comes down to be able to run the ball like get into and, the red zone and be able to pound the ball into the end zone. Like that look, is, yeah. that is a part of that too. The last couple of weeks, like I said, if we look back the first couple of weeks, I, I feel like that percentage is probably a lot higher. But the last couple of weeks, like I said, you have not been able yeah, to establish. Yeah, but we played nobody in the, in no, the that's last eight first three weeks. We that didn't line, play anybody. The degradation of the line, you have not been able to establish a line of scrimmage and be able to run the ball inside the red zone and establish that line and, and, and continue to pound and pound and pound and wear them down and get into the end zone like you, like you were able early into the season. And so that just shows, like you said, a combination of injuries, combination of talent, and combination of people adjusting to you, you aren't able to have that balance on offense and, and switch it up and, 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 and cash in on those opportunities. And I think, like you said, you have to you have to find scheme it up, adjust, but you have to you have to start scoring it on these opportunities. Whether it's improve your field goal kicking game with this new three-step approach, maybe it, it'll help out. Or you have to start scheming up ways to get the ball into your pass catcher's hands. I don't know. I, I don't know how you fix it, but you have to get that. You have to fix it. I looked at I looked at a press conference that Davos Sweeney had, and he's pretty candid, but he does a lot of the coaching 101 stuff, just like Mike. They all go to the same class. But one of the questions he got asked was, "You're I expect you're going to see more screens Saturday night, these bubble screens, tunnel screens, and stuff like that. How are you going to? How are you going to defense that? So he goes, well, we've been working on that. Well, Florida so, State, yeah, Florida State has great like receivers that block. Micah blocks, Johnny blocks. They do. They the, do the, if you don't, if they're not out there blocking, then you got a problem with those plays. Those plays will never yeah. go. I don't think that's an issue. I, I think Florida State has good, and they're a little dangerous blockers. if the defender jumps the route on those. Yeah. If he gets out there quick and recognizes it, you know. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's you know that's that's going to be an issue. Uh, you know, obviously Clemson's got a really decent quarterback who's starting to find his way. DJ, okay. DJ Oligari, I call it. And I'm sure that's not even close to be right. So if there's any Clemson fans out there, I apologize to DJ and, and his fans. But DJ is a big dude. He's a big guy. And now he's been encouraged to run a little bit more too. All right, where he just wanted to kind of stay in the pocket, he is starting to make some big plays with his legs. So I don't think he's as dangerous as Malik Cunningham was or uh, Daniel. Uh, what's his name for LSU? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, but this guy, if he escapes containment, he's going to make some yards, and he's a big dude. So. Um, it's you know he's going to be a hell of another challenge here, and he's not the only quarterback we're going to see that's really good moving forward. So uh, he's a problem. Uh, they have a good defense up front. 
uh, Brazier is coming back. You know, he's the defensive tackle. Unfortunately, he lost his sister to cancer. And our prayers and thoughts go with him and his family. But he's coming back this week. And as Dabo said, he goes, that's not a bad guy to have come back. You know, he he sat out a week. Uh, and I'm sure he'll come back blazing. I'm sure he'll come back blazing, playing for his sister. You know, and so there's going to be a lot of emotion there. There's going to be a big crowd in Doak. And this is another national primetime game. Uh, the announcers are, their, are the first team guys, Herb Street and uh, yeah, who's the other guy? You know, Herb Street and what's his name? You know, <laughs> I can't yeah. even remember. Uh, uh, there, you know, it, it, it's, it's going to be it's going to be big. It's going to be big. And there's going to be a ton of recruits there, yeah. a ton of recruits on the sidelines uh, watching. Yeah. The question starts to become, do the commitments that Florida State has taken for 23, do they waver if we start, if we lose this game? If it's a competitive game, I don't think it affects anything. If it's non-competitive, and I expect it to be very competitive, Okay, because this isn't your normal Clemson type team. They are beatable. This let's not forget now. This is not all yeah. doom. No, this they are a, beatable. They're not in the tier of Alabama well. or Georgia. They're not. They are not. They are not. But so, they can blow you out. That doesn't mean they can't blow you out. They can. They if you play poorly, they can. That's right. Because of the stats you brought up on their scoring ability. Yeah. All right. So, and they have high quality athletes, let's not fool ourselves. Yeah. And they've been under the same reg coaching regime for a long time now, except on defense where Brett Venables got his clock cleaned out at Oklahoma, which was unbelievable last weekend. Uh, so, you know, this, this is another pivotal game that we face and there's a lot on the line on this game and the pressure now continues to build going forward in these final games. I heard somebody, I heard one of the, uh, one of the uh, local media, you know, uh, 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 channels um, were talking about, oh, you know, Syracuse, they haven't played anybody. They're six and oh, I don't give a shit. Yeah, we, we don't even play. We, we don't know. But what I'm saying is we can't underestimate anybody on this schedule. Yeah. We, yeah. we don't, we, we haven't earned the right to underestimate any team that we're going to be facing this season or next season. And we're not even going to talk about that, but we can't underestimate anybody on no, this schedule. Absolutely. I don't know who the hell thinks we are. That's all the hype that started as we got to four and oh, yeah. and, and, and I've been preaching polls, rankings, all this stuff that's still being put out by the beat reporters and everybody else. That's a bunch of crap is what it is. You need to leave these kids alone and let them play football weekend and week out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just to add to that, like you said, I, I think like you, if we give Clemson the opportunities like we did last week, they'll blow us the hell out of the stadium. You, 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 they have too and much it will talent. be embarrassing. It will be well, embarrassing. That's, that, that's what would entail being blown out. And but, you could lose, you could start to lose or start commit starting. What okay. you do in that is it opens up you can't forget when a guy commits, other coaches don't stop calling them. The other, there's no rule, NCAA rule that says, hey, can't can't call these guys anymore. Not that I'm aware of. And 
and they start getting in their ear. Is that what you is that what you want? Well, well, for the first part, I don't I don't think Florida State's going to win. Is there's very few recruits that Florida State is out recruiting for Clemson right now. Just let's just be honest there. Um, yeah, but, but if Clemson wanted, you don't a guy, think there's guys that we have commitments that we could lose? Not to Clemson because we're not getting Clemson guys right now. Uh, we're not getting Clemson talent right now. Um, but if they wanted a guy of ours, yeah, obviously that would help. Um, but in terms of in terms of the game, like the, like I was saying, they are deadly when it comes to scoring. If they get the opportunities too, there's been some games where they you know they struggled to get the ball. Last week against Boston College, they started slow, and like you saw, they they went on and, and, and made that a route. You know, contain Boston College. Boston College is not a great team, but they they can have a tendency to start slow and then and they come alive in the second half or, or, or later in the game. They 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 are explosive at times. Last year in, in the matchup, it was a very close game. There are a couple of plays go go either way, and Florida State wins that game on the road. Much I, I wouldn't say too much has changed in terms of the matchup. You know, last it, it maybe on our side it has. You you get a you get a large infusion of receiving talent. Florida State didn't play very well last year offensively. You didn't run the ball. You ran the ball for less than two yards a game on average. Travis threw for less than 200 yards, um, had a couple of touchdowns. Your defense really kept you in the game for the most part on that. It, it, for the most part, Jermaine Thomas had a pick, uh, sack and score uh, last last year. But that is the thing that you're missing. Your defense of line played pretty, pretty well for the most part last year. Jermaine, but you lost, you lose Keir, who had a, a sack and a half. Keir you lose Thomas. Jermaine Johnson. And you lose a ton of talent from that line that you had. And this time around, you're super young, you're super injured on that defensive line, which scares me. Because Will Shipley, he gassed you a lot last year. He's a good, he's, well, he's, he's a tough running back kid. He's kind of like a, uh, he reminds me of that guy for the Panthers, McCaffrey. He's not like, yeah, he's like McCaffrey a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He, he's twitchy. He's fast. He can tough. do it all. He can put him in tough. receiving. You can put him in rushing. He's tough. He, you, he's a guy you have to make sure is on the ground because he's going to fight until that whistle goes. Like he's definition of what you want, like a Jim Rad, whatever stupid term you want to use. But that is what you, that's the kind of guy that Clemson gets is that type of guy. They, they always seem to find this little guy that does things like this. And Will Shipley is that, that kid. Uh, and he killed you last year. And so he's back, he's back again, even better. And, and he, he's leading them on the, in the rushing attack. So we've seen it. This defensive line so far has been getting gashed at the middle. Last week, you saw a couple of different backs. You know, you were able to shut it down a little bit for the most part. I mean, NC State only had – they didn't have a ton of rushing yards against you last week. Um, but when they did, it seemed like it went for uh, for big yards. They had a big, couple of chunk plays on you. And Clemson is a lot more talented in running back than NC State is. So that's the part that scares me. The other part that scares me is that DJ – He's not, he's not the, you know, like you said, Malik Cunningham. He's not going to look to run first, but he's shown that he can. Against NC State, you know, he ran for 73 yards against them. He he was, and that's what we were trying. That was our game plan against NC State, right? How do you, how do you kind of make those, how do you, you know, you saw NC State with their linebackers. They were attacking, they're filling the box, stuff like that. How do you, how do you get those guys that are overcommitting? How do you, how do you balance that out? have a quarterback that can you know run the other way right you can misdirection them and that's what they did to a t they bounced it out they made dj run and that's what i'm afraid that they constantly may do against us is that they may use dj more in the running game because some games he doesn't run at all he he doesn't run at all he just passes they're the ball. encouraging him to run more i listened to Dabo's press conferences this week 
and they're almost encouraging him to run a little bit more, telling if him them, when you see the space, take the space. That's what they're basically saying to him. And, and those and, questions and, came up from their from their beat reporters. And, and in the last two games against NC State, he had over 70 yards. Against Boston College, he had 69 yards, and he's averaging about five yards per carry. So to your point, and like, like you heard from Dabo, you know, he's doing enough to move the chains. And that's what you, he's just adding an extra element to this offense that it, it may be missing. They don't have the typical big play receiver that they usually have. With yeah, they don't have offense. those outside guys. But he's yeah. adding that extra element that keeps the chains yeah. moving, keeps the offense moving. Yes. And that's the yeah. thing that scares me because Florida State, you know, we have, I, I have to give them credit. They have been able to contain the mobile quarterback. You know, we lost one at Louisville, we kept Jaden Daniels. I, something scares me is that it, when that game grinds on, we get the third and fourth quarter, it, that defense starts to tire and those legs from the quarterback start to break you down. And so if we, if our offense isn't humming and our offense isn't showing it capable to score and Clemson shows that killer instinct where they're, you know, they're scoring at 90% a clip every time they get within the 40 yard line of the opponent and you have DJ's legs, it, it scares me that the defense won't be able to do enough to win this game. This offense has to come alive on Saturday, or this team has no shot. Well, we Cle cannot Clemson, expect Clemson, to put up twenty averaging. points and yeah. win this game. You yeah, have to score Clemson's thirty. Clemson's averaging thirty nine points. Uh, and, 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 Again. and I expect them to score thirty five plus against Florida State on Saturday. Now, now I've looked at their, you know, I've looked at their schedule. I'm not going to read it off, but their schedule is not impressive uh, at this point to to getting to six and zero. They are beatable, but this is ours. going to be this is going to be a game where our offense has to play two full, consistent halves of ball possession and gaining points once they're down there in the red zone area. And it can't just be field goals. It's going to have to be touchdowns to beat, to have a chance, an opportunity to beat Clemson. Clemson is going to put up points. They're going to put up a minimum, in my opinion, of 30 points. Absolutely. Minimum. 100%. 100%. Okay, so – we're going to have to outscore them in this game and, and get enough oh, that's how you third and out, third and out to have the ability to get the ball back. All it's right? not just third and out. It's possessing and keeping them off the and field. Limiting their chances right. to possess and score the ball. You have right. to win the time of possession game. The last two weeks, you have been dominated on time of possession. You have yes. to get the ball, keep the ball, and then punch it in. You can't keep the ball for eight minutes and then come away with zero points. That does nothing. That just right. actually hurts yeah. you because you took time yeah. off the clock, you gave it back, and then when they come and run it down your throat and score, it kills your team. It kills all the momentum. Yeah, so they, you're going to keep the ball, possess the ball, and then score the damn ball. Mo, Clemson and FSU are basically almost even in terms of nationally ranked time of possession, uh, you know, in the stats this week. I would like to average that out for the last three weeks. So it is well, I'm just close. saying for for the for yeah. the season, it's it's uh, yeah, they've got it about 31. Uh, uh, Clemson was 31 minutes. Florida State was 30 minutes. Yeah, I, but they, in it just, of possession. just looking at. Now, what, 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 one of the look stats. at the NC State game. Look at the NC State game, yeah. for example. We played NC right. State, they play NC State. Our time yeah. of possession in the NC State game was 26 minutes against yeah. uh, uh, NC State's 33 minutes. When, NC, right. uh, when Clemson beat uh, NC State at home 30 to 20, they uh, NC State had the ball for 26 minutes. Clemson had for 33. It was the reverse. 
That is how you beat good teams like NC State. You possess the ball, you limit their opportunities, and then you score. That is how they beat NC State. That's how we have to beat Clemson. We have to keep them off the field. You have to score when you have the opportunity. Now, the other thing that's been difficult for us is, is, as you just said, is is stopping teams on third down. Okay? Stopping teams on third down. Clemson is ranked 13th in the country. They're converting 50% of those third down plays, which is high, which is good, you know. Uh, yeah. Which is which is good. So they are well uh, equipped to take you apart if you allow them to. If you allow them to, and of course we haven't talked about turnovers. All of a sudden we're starting to turn the ball over a little bit. This team between penalties, turnovers, and ineffective offense, we don't have room for one of three of those. All yeah. when you have all three. You're going to lose. This team is going to lose. It's just the facts. It's the reality. You can you can say we're being negative on this program, and you can sit back in the fantasy world of, of Disneyland, which, by the way, just raised their prices in California. It's like $179 now to get in. But you can sit in Disney World, or you can sit in reality. We well, love this team. We love these guys. We think they're working their asses off from coaches on down. But the reality is we have no room for error for errors. We have no room. We have no buffers here. None. It's, it's also more enjoyable to watch the game when you're realistic about what the expectations are. If you go into every one of these Florida State games and expect them to win by 10 points when that's not realistic to, then you're going to be highly disappointed and be throwing things at your television when you watch it. But we go in thinking, okay, my expectation is this is what could happen. This is what probably will happen. Then this is what definitely may happen. Then you can go in and have level expectations when you're watching the game. You won't let get me, overly excited. Yeah, let me throw this out too. Why? Why you're while we're on this is is we are agreed when against agreed. the teams against the teams we've played this year. The combined record of those teams we have played is 20 wins and 16 losses. Okay. The two teams, the two teams in that group that we played, Wake and NC State, are 10 and 2 on the season. The teams we actually beat, that we actually beat, are 10 and 14 on the season. So, when it comes to beating really competitive teams, our record is not good. Not good. And so Clemson is the highest ranked of any team we've played this season. So if we're just strictly being objective and betting these games, all, all these things would go against Florida State. There is no margin for error on this team in any remaining game, including Saturday night. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. And we said the stretch would be the litmus test and the hardest stretch of the season. But none of these games are going to be guarantees. None of the games will be guarantees. And, and you know, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one. It, it will. You're not expected to win on Saturday night, but you're expected to be competitive in my eyes. You have to be competitive. If you well, want to we, show any, that- if you want to show any growth as a club, as a team, if you want to believe that Mike Norvell's made a difference, you have to keep and be competitive. I don't care about injuries. I I want to or it, officiating 
are efficient, if you want to have shown progress, this game has to have stayed competitive through the fourth quarter. I don't care about anything else. You have I agree. To I agree. I totally agree with your position on that, that the remaining games on this schedule, including this Clemson game, you know, being competitive means this. Being competitive means you could lose every game, but no nah, way. Nah, well, it nah, is. I don't agree with that. No, wait a minute. Wait, when you say competitive, that's the being competitive yeah. means you're giving yourself a chance to win you have every to close game. Some of those. You every have to close well, them. that's true. But you, you're you're being competitive. You could be a 500 team for the season and be competitive. Okay, it, 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 we can't get blown out anymore. No. That's the key. We can't get blown out. We can't have, well, we just had a bad day. In fact, uh, you know, listening to Dabo this week, which I find it interesting oh, to God. listen and look oh, at the other geez. team. You know what he said the other when they played Furman? And I'm sure the all these coaches oh, are motivated. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait he's a minute. commenting on no, but what he said, he was so disappointed in his defense in that game. I don't have I don't even know what the score was. I don't even know what it was. This, you want you, to you know what? You know what he said? They usually give out a, a, a defensive award each week after the game. He said, we didn't give one out. Oh, we he's didn't such give a great, one out. He's such a tough guy. Okay. Well, no, I'm just he's saying, such, I'm just, oh God, I'm just so saying what I'm saying is that, you know, these guys motivate differently. Coach Mike, he motivates strictly through positive, positive notes, positive names, positive everything everything a report a beat reporter asks about he's going to give the positive of the guy he, you know and that's good i get that because we're dealing with different kids today than we did 20 years ago it was a different it was a different type of motivational thing but i'm just you know i mean i think these are all things but we can't we 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 can't afford to get blown out. Now the question is, what is a blowout? Is it two touchdowns? Is it three touchdowns? Was it twenty-one ten, points? Ten or, ten or more points. And you know what? I had the. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I have. We can do the predictions. Well, you yeah, are, let's you go. Let's roll right into those. Let's roll right into the predictions. Let's, let's yeah, and, right and, and it's and it's jumping around a little bit. It's jumping around a little bit. You want me to go through the predictions? I, I have them up here. What do you? Okay. Doing? All right. I'm right here, buddy. Go for it, man. All right. Oh, wait. Let me do this instead. All right. I'll share my screen here. And while you're doing that, the, the last Vegas odds that I saw on the FSU game is FSU plus no, 3.5. It's, it's Clemson three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. I just looked these up on ESPN. All right. So we got four games of the week that we're going to do predictions for ACC score predictions like last week. Uh, we can we can hold off for uh, Clemson at the end. Clemson Forest. Yeah. But, okay. uh, let's start with Syracuse at NC State. Oh, that a is line. a yeah. Go ahead. Uh, let me say. Line, let me start off. I'll yeah, start line, off on that. Uh, yeah. The line is uh, Syracuse minus three and a half on the road at NC State. Like you said, it should be an awesome game. Honestly, I kind of want to watch that one because uh, I I haven't watched a ton of Syracuse yet, but they seem to be sort of legit. Um, they have a good quarterback. I do have they a have a good quarterback. quarterback 
who is very consistent at this point. He's not turning the ball over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, one guy was saying, I saw something, they said, Hey, the Syracuse coach better get his name in for these other big jobs real quick. Get the hell out of Syracuse. But you said before too, but if you're looking at, their combined record of teams played, it's it's a lot worse. You're talking yeah. about Syracuse Wagner, hasn't Virginia, anybody. UConn. Yeah, like, they haven't played any. So this will be a true – if they can win this game, then, I mean, they're they're legit. So who, who are you picking in this one? You know, I'm going to I'm gonna pick Syracuse in an upset. I know it's very, very tough in Raleigh. They have like a 14-game win streak there now at home for the Wolfpack. Yeah. But I'm going to say Syracuse – for them, this is one of the biggest games they have have had in the last several years. Uh, a chance to a legitimate a legitimacy and and a ch- and it's a it's a um, sorry a divisional at, game. It's I'm sorry, this game. is at Syracuse. I messed up. This is at Syracuse. Oh, I'm gonna. That's, still that's why Syracuse. they have the points. That's why they have the points. Okay, I'm still gonna take Syracuse. Okay. I'm gonna take Syracuse uh, at home, and they have a chance to uh, move up further in the division. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, if those were reversed, like I had it wrong, I would have picked NC State at home. Uh, I'm still going to pick NC State just based on body of work. Well, no, with quarterback being out, I'm going to pick Syracuse. Um, I, I think if uh, if they have – if NC State has quarterback, if he's healthy, if Devin Leary is – even though he hasn't played well, if they have him, I think this offense totally changes with Devin Leary out. You know, I don't think Syracuse is that legit yet, but I think uh, the quarterback, starting quarterback knocked out, I'm going to go Syracuse as well, especially at home with that offense. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think they get they, they get the three and a half, and uh, yeah, they'll pull off the uh, the upset there. If you could, yeah, they'll pull off the upset over uh, number 15. Uh, so next is UNC, who's off to a, a pretty hot start themselves uh, against Duke. So that, uh, interstate rivalry, who are you picking in that one? Not even close. UNC. UNC based on their quarterback alone. Yeah. But but I don't care if it's home or away based on their uh, background and, and Mac Brown, by the way, used to watch Mac Brown play at Florida state for you fans out there. Didn't know Mac Brown is a FSU alum and he played at Florida state. Okay. So, uh, I'll go with the old coach, the old ball coach there. Uh, I'll go with UNC. They're just too strong for Duke. Yeah, I think if Duke hadn't lost last week, uh, a horrible loss at uh, against uh, Georgia Tech, I would have picked maybe Duke at home. Uh, but UNC, I mean, I don't know how they find these quarterbacks. They always seem to find these quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't know got this throw, guy, yeah. throw the ball. Yeah, uh, but I'll pick UNC. They're five and one. Uh, they'll be they could be six and one after this weekend, three and zero in the ACC. Yep. So uh, yep. yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and pick them. And then we got uh, our matchup between two awful teams. You've got uh, Miami at in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. Oh well, this game got delegate uh, relegated to ESPN three for anyone that's wondering. <laughs> nine with on ACC what, what time? Is that nine a.m. Yeah, well, nine a.m. That would make sense. 1230 on ESPN three is about as low as you can get, folks. I'm, I'm sorry. Can you to say. believe can you believe though, even in the different times on not East Coast, you know, teams are kicking off at eleven AM. That it's, sucks. I don't care. I hate noon kickoffs. I'm a night game. The Florida State has been so good at getting these night games, you know, because yeah, they you're ruin your winning. entire night. They suck you're your winning. What? They said your entire night, though, which is the I, part. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Are you going out running around I would uh, like the to, area? But, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. let's get hey, back you got to a job the job. Uh, hey, you got a job to do, mister. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's let's talk about the uh, snoozer. If you're if you, if you are at late, I I suggest you not waking up for this game. Twelve thirty, ESPN two or no, sorry, ESPN three uh, on on your. Most computer. people don't even have that. Yeah. They don't even have that. I don't know who's <laughs> going to pay for this game, but uh, who are you picking? My my minus seven. I tell you, the Hokies, the Hokies are tough at home. Now they're in a rebuild. They're awful. No way. They're early in a rebuilding, but in Blacksburg, Blacksburg is a great place to watch a ball game. If you've never been to Blacksburg, Virginia, it's a great place, a great, uh, a great city, great town. Uh, you know, and uh um it, it my daughter went to school there. How about that? You know, oh, my daughter went to school there. We have another yeah. Hokie fan, Jody. Yeah. Jody yeah. was on the broadcast last week. Yeah, uh, she's remember she's a Hokie alumni. So Maybe that's BT Potter's kicker for Clemson's sister or something. <laughs> Jody, you you the kicker sister? I'm gonna take. I, you know Miami. I still like Van Dyke. I still think that guy's a good quarterback. He put up big numbers against UNC, even yeah. though they lost. I'm gonna go with Miami on the road in Blacksburg. Sorry yeah. out there, Jody. Yeah, I hate to pick Miami, but from what I've seen of Virginia Tech's offense, it's it's. I mean, they gave up what 350 yards to one running back last week. Like one guy ran for 350 yards last week against them. Yeah, it's un- that's unacceptable. I just don't it's think. Unacceptable. I think Van Dyke will throw for like 400 yards against them uh, yeah. this week. Yeah, I think I, they'll get yeah. ugly. The weather's not that cold. It's not going to bother them. Yeah, I hate for the pick Miami, but I'm going to go with But Miami. Miami will have all their heaters and the blankets. Blankets and the, and the gold and the chain. Bonfires. Have the turnover the, chain out. The oh, turnover chain. No, they, they, they're talking they about they that? need to bring it, bring it back. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. All right. And then we okay. go to the matchup of the week, ABC. Oof. ABC, what, 7 o'clock? Or yeah. is it 8 o'clock? Huh? What time is this game at? No, 7.30. 7.30, yeah. 7:30. Which never go at 7.30 because the 3.30 game's never over. Lightning. It's never over. Oh, that's and then they then they start, ESPN starts doing their thing. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, tune in to ESPN Premium Plus at News. this ESPN channel. News. We will start the game over there and this and that. And, and nobody can find it. So, listen, if that happens to you, you're not at the game then go to the Seminoles app, go to the Florida State app, and just pull it up there and uh, listen on there for a while. Or Bruce will pull up the game live on, on yeah. his cable and share it on uh, YouTube. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, All right, minus three, minus three and a half, Clemson on the road. Favor, greatly, pretty much greatly favored in terms of prediction, predictors, that. stuff like that. What, what, is, uh, what is your You know, honest? I'm getting a lot of hate mail from the fans saying, hey, old man, hey, old man. Do I look that old? Come on. Yeah, oh, man, what are you picking against our team all the time? My job is to give an analysis from the fan standpoint. Otherwise, I could just call it, oh, I want Florida State every week, every week, every week. Well, I know that's not reality. I live in reality. I don't go to Disney World, especially at the new prices. This is – I hope this could be a wild game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a competitive game. I – Am going to pick, unfortunately, Clemson Tigers. Clemson will go move covering to, the spread uh, though. Covering the spread, yeah, I think they'll cover that spread. I think they'll cover that spread at least by a touchdown. At least so, by yeah, at least by a touchdown. So, so I think yeah, I think Clemson's three and three on the season. Oh god, the spread against the you spread. Know? Florida State's four and two against the spread this season. I like I predicted, you know, earlier this season. I, I'm not going to waver from that. I do think. 
Clemson unfortunately does cover the spread. Um, I, and I think they cover the game. Well, I you listen, I don't want the fans to think I ever picked Florida State. That's not true. I picked them against Wake Forest, and unfortunately, we lost that game. You know, I, so I, I yeah, I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with Clemson for some of the reasons I outlined. And I'm not gonna be happy if we lose. Can I get my pick out, please? Jeez, you got your See, moment in the sun. You're, in the still, spotlight. you're still Man, angry from last Saturday you, night, you. KD. Gosh. You're still angry. Gosh, good. No, I, I like I said, I'm gonna have to pick. Why do you feel like you have to validate and like give evidence for, for your decision? Give, every single why, time? why? 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 I think the way I think. You okay? Okay, get your words out now before I go make nothing. I'm done. I'm done. You're done. Okay, done for now. I'm picking Clemson. For some of the reasons I outlined, I think DJ will run for probably 75-plus yards. I think we'll have trouble containing him on third down. I just I think we're going to struggle against a mobile quarterback again, and then that's going to open up their passing offense. I, I do think the offense is going to continue to struggle. I don't think we're going to hit that 30-point mark that you stated before. I think we're going to have to get 30 points to win this game, and I don't think we're going to be able to get there, which it saddens me, but I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. Um... I can't totally I can't totally disagree with that. Now, you know what happens next what? is the weather. What impact will the weather be? I will tell you right now, it's not going to snow Saturday night, fans. But here's your weather report. This is your game day weather report for a 7.30 kickoff. All right? And uh, I've got around 5 p.m. It's going to be around 80, 82 degrees uh, around 5 p.m. Uh 7 p.m. We're going to be around 75 degrees uh, around your kickoff. It's going to be about 75. Going to be great weather for football. 9 p.m. It's going to be 65 degrees. So the temperature is going to be dropping. It's perfect for football. Perfect. So uh, there's zero, zero chance for rain. Zero chance. You don't need the ponchos. You can't take the umbrellas anyways. And guess what? 100%. 100%, I'm sorry, the winds are going to be light at six miles per hour and there's about a 44% humidity. So the humidity is going to be down. So the players are going to love that. The bot, bottom line is this, 100%, the lights will be on. The lights will be on. Not like at Raleigh. The lights will be on at the Doke. I mean, they won't okay. be on until like the second half, though. No, no. Oh, wait, wait, 7 o'clock. They, right. well, they, 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 right. they get them up early. They get them up early. So we got a beautiful day, beautiful day for tailgating. It's going to be a very, very big day in Tallahassee. It is great to see these, these 730, 8 o'clock primetime games. And it's great for recruiting, but you have to play well. You and have to stadium. play well. It, yep. It's going to be packed. The sidelines are going to be packed. It, it's going to be it's going to be an exciting, exciting game. And you know what? The Knolls have to be up for it. This is a game you don't have to motivate them. They know what this is. Uh, they know what this is. This yeah. is a big game. It's a rivalry game, and uh, and it went. It, it goes way back to the Bowden, the Bowden Bowl. For those who you may remember, some of you don't remember when uh, 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 Tommy Bowden uh, was there uh, coaching at Clemson, and and he was playing against his dad, Bobby. You know, it, it was classic stuff. I mean, the, the TVs loved it, and it was great for college football. Yeah, yeah. Great for great. college football. Uh, so hey, I, I got I, one I, more so to add. 
I got oh, one more thing okay. to add. What is that? A special fan sent me a, a, a direct a DM and said, hey, hey, you guys, how about JMU clocking oh in at oh number 25 on the rankings in the polls? James Madison University, Harrisburg, Virginia, up the road I mean, from Blacksburg. Guess what? They beat the Hokies some years back. They are now FBS, and they're starting to show. They showed up and beat App State. They're on the road George, to play Georgia Do they play Southern. this weekend? Uh, Georgia, uh, Southern. George Mason? Georgia Southern, who has a good program. They're going to be on the road, but they're an 11.5-point favorite down there. So. I think they got a while to go before they're with the big dogs. But I'm hey, picking. Congrats. I'm picking the JMU Dukes. I'm picking the Dukes, brother. Well, when we have our Sun Belt preview show, uh, I'll be sure to have that fan on. Right? Would you schedule? You want Florida State to schedule JMU? Uh, I do. We're not. The, the, uh, oh, he hesitates. The guy hesitates. Hey, when they run their stripes, we, we can invite them to play. They got. They got a few years to go. They're starting yeah, to roll. The, the problem JMU has had in the past, they can't keep a coach. It's a stepping stone. Yeah, it, it's right a there. stepping stone program, and they have a problem, but they keep rebuilding quickly with new coaches. All right. The la last relevant question for Florida State, I have you, uh, and then we can maybe uh, cut this off. Uh, someone asked this on Twitter. If Mike Norvell and Dabo were to have a foot race before Saturday's game, who would win? Mike Norvell and Dabo? Yeah, and that, that that's a question for everyone in the chat. Oh. If Mike Norvell Dabo were to uh, be in a foot race before before Saturday's game, who would win? Go I'll, ahead and uh, comment that in the in the chat if you watch this later. Yeah, I, I'm, you know who I'm going to pick in that. Let me get you know you know who I'm going to pick on that. I'll show you. I'll show you who I'm going to pick right here, baby, right here. I'm picking my man, Coach Norvell. Now you remember, you fans who follow us. I challenged Norvell and Coop to a race for $500 to charity, to a local charity in Tallahassee. That bet stands, mister. That bet stands. But you know what? If you and Dabo have a race, I'll contribute $500 to any local charity you want. I'll write the check on the air if you guys race. Do you think you could beat Dabo? Do you think you could beat Dabo? Even in his khakis? You think you could I, I'm waiting for Dabble to slip down that hill <laughs> and not get hurt. <laughs> like, <laughs> video. There, there he comes. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. Mike could beat him. Mike, I don't I know. I don't know. Mike. Mike I got coached. Oh, Mike could beat him. Those guys. If they did that for <laughs> charity for Florida, that's what they should do. That's what they should do. And that I would actually put five hundred dollars down. That's what they should do. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Look at that. We'll go He's 40 such yards. A nerd. He's such hey, a nerd. you know what? We'll put Coop in there and then Clemson could pick one of their trench monsters. How about that? He's such a nerd. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know what? That's the beauty of college football. Dabo. Wendy you know, says Dabo. I mean, Jody says Norvell wins. Dabo. See, we got to split group. We got to split yeah, group. No, nah, nah, I'm picking Norvell, man. I'm picking Why didn't Norvell. anyone pick Bruce? Nobody thought Bruce could beat him in Kansas. Yeah, what about me? What about the <laughs> old man? You fall down the hill. You fall no, down no. the hill. Well, yeah, I don't want to do the hill too much. That'll slow me down. That'll slow me down. But on that level field, I guarantee I put the money out there. I put oh the money God. out there. All right. Well, no, nobody took it. There was one final clip. I, I should have brought this up earlier, but I, I wanted to discuss this before we get through another game. 
And they kind of got, I don't know if anyone covered this directly, but I thought it, I thought it would be good to bring up um, on, on today's show. And it's kind of going backwards. I should have, like I said, I should have brought it up. I don't know like if it's it, going to be sad. Well, it is kind of going to be sad. Okay. Well, it could be, depending on how. So there's a moment in the NC State game, six minutes in the fourth quarter, oh, okay. after a turnover. I want to know from you, Bruce, watching, and everyone watching with yeah. us, is this something that we need to be concerned about? In the moment in the game, so this was after the turnover. Okay, the first uh, interception that uh, right. that uh, uh, Jordan threw. You see him come over the sideline, and it's kind of get glossed over. But it was the interaction between Norvell. You see, kinda, the second half. Yeah, yeah. He kind of, kind of, not engaging with Norvell. Norvell kind of has to grab him and say, like, kind of focus up. Like, okay. And, and people said like he was basically disengaged with Norvell and not really listening to like he's like just calm down, listen to me. You can see he's like really not in there listening to Norvell. And, and, and some people took this some way. Some people were like, you know, he's got a a leader would stand there, take the criticism. Like Jameis used to. Jameis used to, you know, Jimbo would rip him and say, "Come here." And yeah, but Jameis didn't always take it well. Either. Oh no! Me, oh, I agree. Let me, I'll I agree. comment first. Let me but comment. He was a freshman. First. He was a freshman. Let me let me comment first. Yeah. Let me comment first. I think it was frustration. I don't think it was disrespect to Coach Norvell. I don't think it's a, a character issue with Jordan. I think Jordan has has really made great strides in his performance and his skill development. Yeah. The game, th- there was a lot on the game here, and this is at home. The team had aspirations that have been hyped by us in the media, not yeah. necessarily by us, but by a lot of people hyped. And I think it was frustration at that point. We're down 19 to 17. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we were up. We were up. Oh, sorry. We, no, no, we were, down. We're, so. we're down. You're right. We're, we're down. down. You're and, and it was a critical series of plays. Yeah, I think Coach Norvell did a great service and was a great coach in that moment, trying to get his young quarterback, he's still a young quarterback, his young quarterback's attention. And, and the frustration was coming out. Now, the question is, why was the frustration? Was he frustrated with himself on the read and the throw? Or was he frustrated by receivers that went the wrong way or had been dropping balls all night, but it was frustration. And I think the media has hyped this. I think the media has hyped this. If he was, if Jordan didn't care, we'd be more concerned. Mm-hmm. We'd be more concerned. That's my take. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was cut. Kind of, I, I think for me, it was more. Yeah. Like you said, I, Jordan wants to, Oh, you know, he wants to win. He's highly competitive for me in the moment, it was sort of the body language of, you know, it, just some of the mannerisms, you know, I'm not in his position. Like, right. These guys work their butts off. They want to win. They give it their all. They're under a week. lot of pressure. You know, exactly. And so like, I, I'm not in a position to judge that. Right. You know, but certain, you know, you see other players, certain other players had certain body language as a leader. I think, like you said, it was a lot of frustration, right? Things were not going right all night. You hadn't scored in the third, you hadn't scored yet in the fourth. I think yeah. it was a lot of frustration in the moment, right? Of like, things are just not going our way right now. Things, I can't do anything right, right now. And he thought maybe at that moment he had lost them the game. 
So, like you said, I think yes, he's just he, in the he doesn't moment. know he's going to get the ball back. Yeah, he I, doesn't I think know that in that moment he thought he had maybe given away. Like I just can't do anything right right now. Like like you said, I think it was just a learning moment for him. And I think like like you said, I think Norvell did the right thing. It was just like calm down, just focus up, calm down. So I think this is a good maybe teaching moment for both of them of like, hey, I got you. Just so yeah. So in the moment, I was like a little like, okay, maybe. Maybe this isn't a good sign, but at the end of it, when I kind of thought about it more, it's like, let's not overblow this. Let's not overblow the moment, right? So, Well, this, um, no, and I agree, I agree with you. This came up at one of the press conferences this week. This came up, okay? It was, it was a question that was thrown out there in an appropriate professional manner and salute again to the beat reporters for doing what they should do. I'm going to give you credit when it's due. Hmm. And it came up and Coach Norvell handled it right, said he was, you know, there was, we're there to communicate with each other on what happens and so on. But he didn't seem irritated by it at all. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I just believe that's what it is. Competitive yeah. nature, frustration. We see it in sports and Jordan is a growing quarterback. Jordan will be the quarterback of this team next year. He's not going to, he's not going to the pros. He's not going to the pros next year. If he does, I'll be shocked, and it's a big mistake on his part. Well, I, he I is think going to be the quarterback of this team next year, and I think next year a lot of these guys that are, now I'm hearing the hype on a number of these guys. Oh, they're all going to the NFL. Really? No. We'll we'll have a show about that. We'll have a show about that. Oh, who's ready to go? Well, I, I think for Jordan, this is the first year he's had to be a more vocal leader. Like last year, he was. It was Milton. It was. It was a you know. Corbin, there was other. Well, he's used like, to winning too. Now he's he's used to doing some winning, and you don't want to lose when you're when you're when you're but, losing. He doesn't want to lose. He's lost two games in a row. Yeah, I, I get that. But I think this is you should not. He's in the spotlight should. as a leader. Like he has, right. to, he's the, he's the guy. Like and, well, and like yeah. that, it's how you present yourself in, in these situations. Guys are all looking at you. So this is the first time too. All eyes are on him. He is the he's the he needs he's the vocal leader for the first time. Yeah, too. he's been so called a lot by the media, our local media, our yeah. Tallahassee media mainly, to be a Heisman candidate. That that goes on his shoulders. Yeah, he, you, we can sit here. He's in front of seventy thousand people under the lights, being scrutinized. On he has to make decisions in two to three seconds. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's hard shit. But okay. There's a Let's, lot of players in that position too. That's what I'm saying. Is that so anybody gonna, I, I can, hope he grows from this situation because he's going to have bad games. He's going to have worse games. Than oh, I, I think he grow from. I, I think yeah. he was just frustrated. He's not frustrated with Norvell. He's not frustrated with the team. He's not frustrated with the call. I think it was just frustration coming out. And and you want a comp- Did you see Tom Brady get frustrated? Guy's been around in the league for 25 years. He took the damn. Pat, notepad, the uh, things they use on the sideline, the computers, and threw them, broke them. Yeah. You know, when you're competitive, it will come out yeah. in different ways. No, absolutely. And I, but the only thing, just, and I don't want to linger on this because I think it's hopefully not an issue. But then you see, but it brought drive, up, it came up drive. this week. It and, came up this week. and then the follow up drive, though, you see you know, the other interception. So, I, and I don't think they're interrelated. I think, once again, he was no. trying to make a big play and it, and it happened. I don't think they're interrelated. I think. He, he, he was leading that drive. He led the drive down to the right play, and it was just, you know, a misplay. So, no, I think, like you said, he's under a lot of pressure. You know, he learns from that situation. 
he's on the spotlight really for the first time and you're under a, you know, you're pressing, you're trying to make a big play and you made a mistake and, you know, all the cameras are on you. You know what, I'm I'm going to say this and and, and maybe everybody already knows it, but you know, it is, they have made football has, has become so complicated now in schemes and plays and who goes where. A lot of times you see the quarterback. He's got all the pages like I do, notes everywhere, you know, it's like that. You know, I mean, it gets – my notes get so complicated. I don't even know what I have, you know. I mean, it gets crazy. It absolutely gets crazy at times. And these kids are expected to learn all this. And luckily, luckily – He's had the same offense now for what two years now? Two, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's had to go through a COVID. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy. He's a good kid. He's done a lot. We, he's done a lot for this football team. Yeah, he's done a lot for the football team. But I've heard a couple of media people suggest that he might. I don't like his attitude a little bit. Really, really. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I hope, like I said, I I think we all hope that offense, he can lead this offense back next week or this weekend. Uh, tough challenge. Thing. So tough I, challenge. once again, yeah, we knew it was going to be these three weeks were going to be tough, but I, I, yeah, I hope they can get back on in sync. They can scheme it up and then they can bounce back because uh, they got to show they can do it against the top teams or, you know, it's just an aberration because it's going to be tough the last, you know, six. Seven yeah, but weeks this here. isn't the okay. only tough team. In That's what I'm saying. They they got to show they can do it against better the better teams, not just Duquesne right. and Boston College. Right, right, um, right, right. So, right. all right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Anything else that you uh, want to wrap up with? No, that's it. That's all it. right. Well, uh, yeah. So, uh, like like we said uh, after the game, maybe around eleven eleven thirty on Saturday, we'll have our live reaction show. So be sure to Those look out for the that. best. Those click, are the uh, best. Click to make sure you have the notification button on for, so uh, you get the live raw reaction to uh, the game. Hopefully it's a close game. So uh, there will always be some sort of rant. But, uh, We're yeah, go get click to, we'll, we'll post that this week so you can click a notification. So whenever we go live, you can you can click in from wherever you are and listen to us. And uh, until then, stay safe. Have a great week. And uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Take care, everyone. Take care. Bye. Stay safe out there.